My dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, we have begun the Christmas cycle. Um, Christmas was uh, celebrated in the church late, about the fourth century. And uh, it was celebrated because of the Christological Conversary, uh, where they tried to argue about the divinity of Jesus. So uh, it became very important to straighten that out, and that's why the Council of Nicaea was founded in, at 325. But I want to step back a little on this beautiful day. Um, we have to be really Jewish scholars to understand today's gospel. What was marriage? What was betrothal? What were the obligations? And this is all answered in the law. And of course the law will affect the gospel. Now most of us, especially me, I'm not enamored uh, with the Old Testament, but uh, to understand the Old Testament, we have to realize that the New Testament is a commentary on the Old Testament. What was God's about all those centuries? So today we read the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Uh, it's obscure, and scholars have worked on that. And there's two genealogies. There's one in Luke and one uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew, no, excuse me, one in Luke, Matthew, yeah, Matthew and Luke. They're different. They go from different points of view. I will not discuss that. What I would say is this, that it had to be established that the prophecies would be fulfilled if the Messiah was going to come. And of course, today they're establishing that he was of the house of David. He was talking about the uh, prophecies, Elijah and all those people. That's another uh, great study to get into. But what it tells us in this gospel is affirms the prophecies of the, who the Messiah was and where he came from. He came from the royal household. David was the king. His dad before him was the king. He came from a long line of people we know really very little about. It seems to be that this is the line of David. This is the prophecies would be fulfilled. He came to us <clears throat> because in the Old Testament they were longing for a savior, a Messiah. And uh, times were always hard. There were always wars and poverty and famine. People had to work very hard to make a living. Uh, raising children was a big problem. My grandmother told me in, in Europe, even the day she was born in, if you had 12 children, you might raise two. 
which means your line might come to an end. The line of David was always precarious. What was going to happen? And it was very slim many times. But the kingdom endured. Sometimes it's just one child left. The kingdom endured so that the prophecy would be fulfilled. The house of David would give us the Messiah. So this is a long, long, long time. And finally Jesus is to be born. He's not going to be born like an ordinary person. He's going to be born of a virgin who's the house of David. It's something God splends today. His Davidic origin is assured by that gospel. The gospel of Luke, some of the scholars say, I sort of like this, is that uh, Luke's gospel is Jesus' uh, mother's story. She, told, she hunted this down. And folks, if you look at our icons in our church, on the walls, you know the story is there. And she wasn't married. But she was betrothed. In our civilization, we don't always respect betrothal. But years ago, people did. And if you were betrothed according to the Jewish law, you had to get married to that person. And you had certain rights. Those rights were actually marital rights. But, in this case, they were not taken. A better idea. Because this little child was to be born as the son of the father, God the Father. So the true father of Jesus Christ in the incarnation is God the Father. He's his son. So there can be no marriage. She's already married. The bride of God the Father. I don't know how the Jewish community at that time could accept this. It must have been a mystery to them. And what we read in the New Testament has probably come down from the Apostolic Church, maybe about the 4th century. It was largely believed in the Apostolic Church and in the early fathers. Now for all of us, <clears throat> it's important that we know the family story. Some of us do not have a family story. I'm very fortunate I have an elaborate family story because I came from a family when I was a little thing, little boy. They'd stand me in the living room and make me recite the family story. That's biblical. So I can tell you, at least in America, how my family goes back to first families of Virginia. It's in books. Slash, they didn't have that. But I pumped my grandmother, Bob and Zeto, about just who we were in Europe. And we got back to about three or four generations. 
Probably even the Americans don't do that much. Probably they could say who their great-grandfather was, but maybe not their great-great-grandfather. But this is important. Family history makes a family. Tells children who they are, what they should believe, and how they should live. It's no small thing. Above all, intertwined with the family story in Jesus Christ's case is God's revelation. Who he was. Why he came. As an adorable child. Why was he a male child? Because the firstborn male always belongs to God. Sort of a Sneaky, wasn't that? Why was he born uh, in Bethlehem? Because of the prophecies. Why did they make the journey? Because they had to go back to where the house of David originated. All significant historical facts that we miss if we don't be carefully read the nativity narratives and know our scripture. So this was an event for all history. Now this is important to us today, especially this group of people here, because we are living around, for the most part, people who claim they're, they're uh, Christians but are not, and people who are not Christians and they don't particularly know who we are. And so, our children have to be schooled properly so they know who they are and where we came from and why we are and why we cling to our Catholic faith. Catholic faith is more ancient than this Pope now who's in trouble. We've had Popes in trouble before. That's not the point. It carries down the Davidic tradition of the Messiah. That's important, because then he is son of God, the Father. And he comes as an adorable child, both human and divine. That's important, because nobody else was like that. He comes as a gift of prophecy. That's important. Nobody else was like that. No other religious leader is unique in himself. So as we prepare to celebrate Christmas, which means Christ's Mass, so it's called in Latin, uh, we call it the Great Night in Slovenia. The Great Night, filled with stars and prophecy. And on the cave, in a strange land, where my ancestors had come from, the child of the promise of the prophets, Isaiah and all. Great signs. A great star made out of what? Two or three stars. A great journey. A poor couple surrounded by angels. That's a great sign. Make your heart beat well. And, re and again, renew your faith that Jesus Christ 
is truly Son of God. God the Father is his Father, and as the Gospel ends, Mary of the house of David is his mother. We have the package. How blessed we are, we Christians. We few, happy few, who know who we are. Name the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.